0: Hey, this is Shane Ballenstein, the pastor at City on a Hill Community Church. I want to welcome you to our sermon podcast. I hope that this podcast helps you grow deeper in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you want to learn more about our church, you can visit us at cityonahillmd.org. Enjoy the message. Today we are in the second week of our At the Movies series. And um, if uh, if this is your first time here, if you missed last week, we do this every year. Every year we we take a month long, and we do our at the movie series. We have popcorn, which you have already found as you walked in. If you want some more popcorn, please go and help yourself and, and grab some popcorn. Um, we we act like we're at the movies. We watch different movies, we watch clips, and we relate it all back to Scripture. I understand, as I said last week, that this is not the conventional way of preaching. Okay, this is not a normal thing that most churches. Um, do there are churches that do an at the movie series for sure um, But I don't know if you've ever, ever experienced one or not before but it's meant to be fun I'm going to remind you of this every week Especially given the movie that we're going to be watching today, which we're going to talk about in a second um, This is not meant to be taken too seriously I've, i I learn this is just an insight into my personality. I learn best when i'm having fun That's just me I don't know if you're that way or not, but like when I would be in church, if I'm in uh, church, when I'm in school, I guess in church too, but I, when I was in school, if I'm not like enjoying myself, I'm just tuned out. I'd, I don't, I like to have fun and I learn when I have fun. So that's what we're going to do because I'm the pastor and I get to decide that. So, <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. So if this is not normal to you or if you're like, what are we even doing? Just lighten up, loosen up. We're all having fun, okay? And it'll be a good time. And um, if you have any problems, then I'm not gonna change it. So, <laughs> that's. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, so last week we started off by talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. If you missed it, um, you can't watch it on YouTube. So, this is another reason why you have to be here in person. Because if you know anything about YouTube, um, you can't get anything past their copyright stuff. So, um, uh, when we, we, we're live streaming right now, and uh, we do our best, but. Oftentimes, it, they, they snag it and, and you aren't able to, to catch it because we're showing clips of things that we don't have the right to do and it's kind of illegal. But we, so sometimes YouTube will take the, the, um, will take the stream off. So if you do want watching at home, I can't guarantee that that will be the case. I can, however, take the audio from the video and we do post our podcast. So if you miss a sermon and you can't watch it on YouTube, you can at least listen to it um, and that, that will be able to be posted because we can always get the audio and, and post it that way. So if you were wondering about that, you got to come in order to get the full effect. And we're feeding you popcorn, you know, healthy food, and you can get coffee and all those sort of things. So you want to be here. It's a good time. And then in addition to that, you can go home with prizes, okay? Every week we have trivia and it's a really, it's a really fun time. So today... With that being said, let's talk about the awesome movie we're talking about today. We're talking about the 1990 classic, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Buckle up, because we're going to learn from turtles today. That's the plan. So before we do trivia, let me introduce the prizes we have, okay? These are prizes. I'm telling you, you want to win them. Okay, because they're awesome. First one, $15. We're going to do a gift card like this every week. $15 Fandango gift card that you can win. You can win Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle socks. It's pretty awesome. Getting ready to go into fall and you can you know bust out your sock game. And then this thing, I was like, this is legit. This is a, um, let me open it up so that you can really see it. Here we go. This is a pizza cutter that is shaped like a psi, like Raphael. So, you can win a pizza cutter in this awesome pizza box. So, the stakes are high, okay? Now, a reminder for the rules when it comes to trivia, okay? I'm going to read a question. It will not be on the screen, so you have to listen, okay? You have to pay attention. It will not be on the screen. I will read the question. I'm going to look at my paper while I read the question. And then when I look up, the first hand that I see go up is the hand that I will try to call on. As you can see, this sanctuary is very wide, so I I will do my absolute best. Maybe I'll take like a couple steps back so that I can see as best as possible. Okay, And then I'll call on you. If you answer it right, then you get to pick one of the prizes. If you don't, then I'll move on to somebody else. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Question number one is multiple choice. Question number one. Each turtle... In Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, has their own weapon that they use. Which of these weapons is not used by any turtle? A, nunchucks, B, a sai. C, katana, or D, the bow? Sorry. sorry, not j- yep, No, that's wrong. They do use a bow, they don't tell. It. Yeah, Jen. Yes, a katana. Yeah, that's right. It's close. See, and here's, it was kind of tricky. I tricked you a little bit, okay? What would you say? The bow staff. The bow, staff. The bow staff, that's right. Well, Jen, you get to choose which one would you like. The gift card. There you go. There was a tricky one. Yeah, it's not, not a bow and arrow, but like a bow stick. So Michelangelo has nunchucks. Raphael uses two sides. Donatello has the bow. And Leonardo uses two ninjatos, not a, what is it, a katana. I did not know any of those. So, anyways, all right. Question, question number two. Question number two. This one is not multiple choice. It's just short answer. We all know that the Ninja Turtles love pizza, but there is one ingredient the turtles, specifically Michelangelo, does not like on their pizza. What is it, Charlie? That's right. Anchovies is correct. Do you want the socks? Ready? All right. Question number three for the pizza cutter. Here we go. I hope that a child does not win this. (laughs) This is multiple choice. What are the names of the mutant warthog and rhinoceros? Are their names A, Twist and Pulse, B, Bebop and Rocksteady, C, Toka and Razor, or D, Chase and Rudy. Matthew. That's right. A child won this? For heaven's sake. Matt, you can decide what to do with that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Very good. Very good. All right. So, I'm totally aware of how ridiculous of a movie this is. Totally aware of it. But I've been telling you to loosen up, and if you haven't seen the 1990 movie, then you just, or, or if you just don't know that much about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, here's a quick synopsis of the 1990 film. How, how many of you are like, I don't really know anything about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, sounds good. So you're going you're to get to experience some cool stuff today. Here's a a quick synopsis from 1990. In New York, mysterious radioactive ooze has mutated four sewer turtles into talking, upright-walking, crime-fighting ninjas. (laughs) This is ridiculous. The intrepid heroes, Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, and Leonardo are trained in the ninjit, ninjutsu arts by their rat sensei, Splinter. It just keeps getting worse every time. When a villainous rogue ninja who is a formal pupil of Splinter, uh, of Splinter arrives and spreads lawlessness throughout the city, it's up to the plucky turtles to stop him. Okay? So for a boy growing up in the 90s, as I, as I was, this is amazing absolutely amazing. And if you grew up, in the, and not even just a boy, but girls as well, but if you grew up in the 90s, then chances are you at some point got into Ninja Turtles to some extent. I loved the Ninja Turtles growing up. Loved them. And uh, we're going to start with, with a clip that tells the origin of how the Ninja Turtles became Ninja Turtles. How did they go from just regular Turtles to these upright, walking, talking, crime-fighting ninjas that we know and love today. There's a TV reporter whose name is April. And April was saved by the turtles and brought back to their, their home that is in the sewers. And uh, she, she was hurt in the process, so, so they bring her back and, and to, to their hideout, and they, they try to, to help her. And when she wakes up, not only does she see talking turtles— but she also sees a talking rat and is just like, what in the world is going on? So remember, this is from 1990. The, the graphics are horrendous. Okay? It's really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's still an amazing movie. It doesn't change how amazing the movie is. But it is, uh, it is when you watch it, especially if you're used to watching Marvel movies, you're going to be like, what is this, okay? But I, that, that's beside the point. You're going to hear the origin story of how the turtles became Ninja Turtles. You ready? Let's watch this.
1: Pajamas. They up me, and and that rat. I saw you in the parking lot. That explains you and you guys. Um. Hmm. I have no idea where you came from. If you will please just sit down and calm yourself, I will tell you where we came from. It talks. It is really quite simple, Miss O'Neill And he knows my name. Why don't I ever dream of Harrison Ford? (sighs) For 15 years now, we have lived here. Before that time, I was a pet of my master Yoshi. Mimicking his movements from my cage and learning the secret part of ninja. When we were forced, to come to New York. I found myself, for the first time, without a home, wandering the sewers, scavenging for whatever I could find. And then, one day, I came upon a shattered glass jar and four baby turtles. That was us! <laughs> Shut oh, up. no! The little ones were crawling a strange glowing ooze from a broken canister nearby. I gathered them up in an old coffee can, and when I awoke the next morning, I received a shock, for they had doubled in size. I too was growing, particularly in intellect, and I was amazed at how intelligent they seemed, but nothing could have prepared me for what happened next. One of them spoke. Pizza! Pizza! More words followed, and I began their training, teaching them all that I had learned from my master. Radical! 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 And soon, I gave them all names. Leonardo. Michelangelo. It's me. Donatello. And Raphael. I'm not dreaming, am I? No, I'm afraid not.
0: Ridiculous. So, the, the the important character in this is Splinter. And Splinter is um, the wise sensei rat who trained the Ninja Turtles. And he's the key to their development. He's, he's well respected and he's wise. In our... Um, our men's group that meets monthly, one month, uh, Rudy, uh, who's learning from, he referenced Matt and he referenced Tim. And he said that they're like Mr. Miyagi and Splinter. (laughs) And all of us were like, which one's the rat? Which one are you referring to as the rat? And, uh, And he was like, no, no, neither. But... He was referencing them as people that he looked up to because Splinter is, is the mentor to the turtles. So we're going to look at what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. It talks about this, this mentorship idea. It says this, To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and, and a witness of Christ's sufferings who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. Not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appeared, appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders, all of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. See, this is something that is so important for each of us in our lives. Every one of us, we should have somebody who is mentoring us, and we should be mentoring somebody else. This is this is what Peter's saying in First Peter: mentor and also be mentored, because it says, "Be shepherded the God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers. Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. So you and I have two things. We have opportunity and we have responsibility. Opportunity and responsibility. The opportunity is in front of us to learn from those who came before, to learn from those who maybe have a little bit more experience in us, to learn from those who maybe are a little bit more knowledgeable, are you actively seeking out knowledge, wisdom, and experience from other people? Because that, that's a big question. And, and I think that that's something that we don't really do very well. Now, I don't know how often we think about, who am I learning from? Maybe, maybe you have somebody that, that you, maybe it's your dad, maybe it's your mom, maybe, maybe it's a pastor that you've had for 35 years, maybe it's a friend. It doesn't, it doesn't have to necessarily be somebody who is older than you, but oftentimes it is but somebody that maybe is a little bit further along in the areas of life that you would like to be further along in. That's, that's what we're looking for. You, you, can't, you don't always want to have somebody who is behind you mentoring you. That doesn't But you want to have somebody who's a little bit ahead of you mentoring you, somebody that you can look up to, somebody that, that, that you can learn from. But I think a lot of us have gotten to a place where we're so arrogant that we think we're so much smarter than everybody else. I can't learn from this person because I'm smarter than they are. I, I, what do they have to teach me? I've, I've got figure it figured out. I know what's going on in life. And this is a real problem with, with younger generations. And no matter where you are in life, no matter what age you're at, whatever generation you're a part of, if you, are, if you feel like you're part of the older generation now, at one point you were a part of the younger generation. And it was a problem then. Typically what happens, and, and, and Peter's talking about it here, is the young generation gets to a place where they lose respect for the older generation, and they think, we've passed them. We're smarter than them. They're just stuck behind the times. They, they don't know what's going on, especially in the technology age, right? Because we think, oh, well, we have all this technology. We can figure things out. And then we can discredit somebody who is further ahead of us. We can discredit the older generation. And the younger generation can fall into the trap of thinking that the older generation is out of touch, past their prime, and they just don't have much to offer in terms of mentoring. And this is simply not true. It's a complete lie. Complete lie. It takes humility to slow down and say, hey, I want to learn from this person. You have an opportunity to learn from somebody else's experiences. You have an opportunity to grow in your own personal life and not have to go down the same road that somebody else went down. And when they're trying to tell you, hey, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me, you don't want to go down this road. This is not the way that you want to end up. And when you go down this road, if you go down this road, this will be the ultimate result. And we go... (laughs) What do you know? Times have changed, Grandpa, right? Times have changed. You don't know what's going on in my life now. But we have an opportunity to not make the same mistakes, to not face the same hardships, but it all starts with humility. If you do not have humility, you will learn the hard way. I promise. And you're going to miss out on the opportunity to learn from somebody else, to have a relationship with somebody else, and to make better decisions in your daily life. You're going to miss out on that opportunity. But not only do we have opportunity, we also have responsibility. You have a responsibility to care for those behind you, to invest in the next generation, to look at those who are coming up, and to impart your wisdom and experience on them. But you can't force it. You can't force it on them. The problem is that many people in this situation have this mentality of, well, it's easy to write off the next generation because they're just spoiled brats. They're the ones who are now ruining all the hard work that my generation put into the world. They're the ones who are coming along and they're changing everything. They don't care about anyone but themselves, and they are ruining everything. We don't, if, when we don't understand, our first instinct is to condemn. If there's a lack of understanding, it's easy to jump to condemnation. When we don't understand each other, when we look at the next generation that's coming out, because I'm, I'm, I'm a millennial, and the next generation that's coming out, the Gen Z generation, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't understand them at all. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand a lot of things. I'm, I'm, I'm looking like, I, when Lauren, Lauren she, my, my wife, she was saying to me this week, she, she's, she's a nurse, and she works it down in Baltimore City, and she was like, I, there are all these nurses who are a little bit younger than her, and she was like, they're, they're teaching me their, their slang terms that, like, didn't know anything. And I was, she was telling them to me, and I was like, that's so stupid. I don't understand why they would say that. It's like, that, that doesn't mean... One of them, okay, you want to know one of them? She said that when, they're putting, when somebody tries to put an emphasis on something, they say, period. Is that right? With DT on-